Hello and welcome to the Alien Minute Podcast, the daily podcast where we carefully dissect the movie Alien one minute at a time. My name is John Ingle. And I'm Mitch Bryan. And we're looking at Minute 19, which uh, starts with Dallas wanting more information from Parker and ends with Dallas telling him to turn on the floodlights. Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, we have Jason Heck back again today. Thank you for coming back. I'll be Captain Dallas today. Okay. Feels good. Feels be- good. I'll be uh, Brett. Oh. Mitch, you going to be Lambert? No, nah, I'm going to be Parker, man. <laughs> Mitch, <laughs> Mitch, I'll be Lambert. Let's get him a hanky. <laughs> okay. Well, so, yeah, so we're starting with, we're continuing the conversation, the, the uh, damage report. We're, we're getting the damage report from the engineering crew. And uh, guess what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk more, about, more. Talk about Star Trek. Again. No, we're not. We're going to oh, talk yes, about. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> we're going to talk about Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> threatening Sigourney well, that Weaver. that happens after what I'm going to talk about. She better stay out of my way. You, you know what? I'd like to see that throw down because I think Sigourney Weaver would kick Harry Dean's ass. I'm sorry. He'd fight dirty. If the but, alien doesn't, yeah. yeah. He'd have a wrench, but, but we can smarter. wait for that. You go ahead, Sean. I, I just want to point out and... that, that Parker, you know, that he, he's asked for a, a, a estimate, a time estimate for damages, and Brett gives him 17 hours. What does he do? He gives the captain 25 hours, which, which is, is the great. classic Scotty move. It's also a classic union move. Yeah, true. <laughs> and that's got to be where, you know, that's where Scotty got it from probably. But, yeah, you give you give a very long estimate to make sure it seems like you're an engineering genius every time you come in under your estimate. So he pulls that one out immediately. Brett approves. He goes, you know, that's good. He's like, yeah, that's good. Glad you did that. So uh, Ripley is, is now, she's basically the focus of the conversation now. Dallas has kind of dropped out. And Ripley's asking the question, so she tells him, "I'm going to come down and check out what you're talking about." So yeah, she takes the lead on damage control. She yeah. asks for the assessment, and then uh, says she's going to going to come down and check things out, and maybe speed the work along, or make sure their assessment's accurate. And uh, they don't much cotton to that, no. even though they were just complaining moments earlier about the fact that nobody comes down there mm-hmm. because of because of Brett's personality. Right. The real work gets yeah. done down here. They're not going to dirty their hands, and when one of them deigns to do so, they bristle in a big in a way. big way. Not even just like oh, okay, fine. It's she better sit the fuck out of my way. They don't She's like her. Here. They, they don't like really Ripley. don't like Ripley, and it's really hard not to draw the conclusion that they don't like her maybe because she's a woman. And they don't, don't like her because she's a woman in authority who calls them on their bullshit. Yep. That's another thing to look at. Ripley is um, clearly, she says, I'm coming down there. So there's some indicator that she might not buy the 25 hours. That's true. Or she might just say, the, the implication might be, I'm coming down there to ensure that you guys start on this right now. So the idea of her as taskmaster is certainly not appealing to them at all. No. So, yeah, and they both have their different ways of, and, and like you said earlier, uh, Brett, Brett is like threatening about it. Yeah. Like, what is he implying here? What is he going to do? If she <laughs> He's going to punch her in the face. Of course, this is classic. This is the the old steel mill that I used to work at. Like we talked about, you know, many minutes ago. Now, uh, this is just classic shit talk from blue collar guys. I mean, this is the kind of thing. He's not going to do anything. You know, what what they end up doing down there is far is far from really an aggressive. But it's so action. funny the way that Harry Dean Stanton says oh, that yeah. line. He is so funny in this movie. He's just, I mean, he's almost always funny. Like, even yeah. seriously, he's just, he's fascinating. He's so compelling. Even the shot a minute earlier when the ship started to fall apart and he's got his, he's got a match, you know, yeah. and is hanging out of his lips. He's just, the camera loves him and he just, God, he's great. Yeah. 
He's great right up until he's eaten. Yeah. Wait, what? I mean, in the movie, not yeah, in until he's. You mean until Wait, he's what? great until until after he he's has been dinner? consumed. Uh, <laughs> you mean he's so. got to eat first, get the blood sugar up. <laughs> right. That right. is why, like, you know, Harry Dean Stanton, when his blood's all angry <laughs> up with a lot of fried food, he's gonna. He's not gonna be nearly so compelling. That's yeah. what I meant. Obviously. Right. right. Obviously. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting because what we have here is also a case of too many chiefs, right? You have an you have officers. What we have a science officer, an exec, a warrant officer, and a captain uh, on the bridge, and then we've got two guys essentially doing all the work yeah. who are in charge of fixing a ship that is monumental in scale. I mean, it's yeah. nothing compared to the refinery that it's towing. I get that, but the Nostromo is gigantic. Yeah. It looks to be the size of a U.S. Navy warship. Yeah. And you have two guys doing all this, which is pretty fascinating. And so you'd think that they would actually jump at the chance to have some help because they're in for a lengthy bit of work getting this thing back up because that, that gripe list, the repair list, is is huge. And yet everybody else is just going to kind of sit on the bridge, kick on the floodlights, Lambert's going to smoke and look a little petulant and a little nervous. Dallas is going to be there with his coffee and look a little thoughtful. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. You got two guys doing the work, which I thought was pretty interesting in terms of your division of labor on the Nostromo. You know, if they'd had a robot, they could really get a lot of work done. Yeah. Beep, boop, beep, boop. What's the robot doing? I mean, oh, wait. Yeah, they do have a robot on. Let's just, we, we've been talking about it already. But, I mean, why isn't he. <laughs> Helping with the engineering. Like, what is he? I mean, he's a science officer. I suppose it doesn't fall under his rank. But... Yeah, but Spock helps with engineering, Spock right? Spock all kinds of engineering. Oh, is that? Back to Sorry. Well, but it's our prototype, <laughs> right? It's our blueprint. Okay. It Unless really you, and you know what? Actually, I, I imagine this will fall away later. Mitch We're, is right. In the establishment of characters and... And tropes, science fiction tropes. It's hard not to talk about Star Trek. No, it's true. But later we're going to get really far. We're from just going to start talking about Forbidden Planet for the rest of this. Well, no, we Mitch is right. About... Let's focus on Moon Zero Two. Yeah. And we'll do the space western. What would J.J. Uh, Adams do? Oh, probably a lot. Of, uh, there's a lens flare in this one. There is. In this minute. Did you say Adams or Abrams? No, J.J. Adams. Oh, J.J. Okay, Adams, the, the commander of the of the Bellerophon, not the Bellerophon, of the what's the United Planets Cruiser uh, U-47B. Right. <laughs> commander J.J. Adams, Something like that. Well, forbidden, what he would the, do he's is the, he's the captain in Forbidden Planet. He'd sure. probably make out with the alluring daughter, the comely daughter of the lost scientist, and probably blast a tiger into Adams with his disintegrated yep. pistol. Well, he, pretty he, much. You know who else would do that? Huh? Captain Kirk from the. Uh, he would probably do a running jump kick on the tiger, or well, do he that make thing out with where the daughter for sure. He clasps his hands together and makes one <laughs> giant <laughs> fist out of two <laughs> small fists, and from his volleyball days back at <laughs> Iowa University. Dig, Bill. Dig, dig, dig. Exactly. <laughs> right when he was in Montreal. Oh boy. <laughs> No. You know, it's really a good thing that you can't get canceled with a podcast. <laughs> I believe. This I might believe have, our ratings just spiked. This, this might have I think just, you're misreading. Volleyball term. Spike. Nice. Yes. Nice. It was That was a purposeful callback. Nice. Guys, Not, this is comedy. Come yeah. on, Mitch. Well, callbacks are big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> callbacks are big. Gallagher does them a lot with this legend Matic and whatnot. I mean, he's, he... he Smashes a, a watermelon at the beginning of the act, and he does it at the end of the act. It's, it's a constant call. You know what you're getting. Nope. In Branson, <laughs> right. Missouri. Yeah. Well, we're going to get some more planet because yeah. they're going to turn the floodlights on. We see a little and bit. Do we, we see any more? No. <laughs> Nothing. We don't. No. It's just backlighting of some of the things that we've seen. Now, regarding there. your – just to touch to a callback on the theory about them really trash-talking Ripley, do we think it would have been the same amount of trash-talk, say, if Kane had said he was going down there to help? No, I don't think so. But that's when, back to the misogyny thing. Yeah. I think that that's directly... I mean, Kane is a superior officer to Ripley. Maybe that would have made a difference on its own. 
But I really think it's a section. I think it's but a she's their based boss. Thing. Yeah, I mean, they're I mean, also. Uh, is there anybody who doesn't outrank no. these two guys? Nope. Uh, these guys are the bottom of the totem pole for sure. So, I mean, you know, that's probably frustrating, but. No, but I think you're right. I think if it were Kane or Dallas coming down, the attitude would be totally different. Totally different. So, kiss your Especially, perfect Star Trek utopia. Uh, oh, oh, again, it, again, it tells us how different rule it is. Threes, you have to bring up Star Trek three times. In every <laughs> episode. Tells us how different it is. You know, we still have all of our old prejudices in yeah. this future. We have technology that kind of sucks. I mean, it's it's interesting that that it isn't really that far from where we are now. I mean, I, I think that. If we were able to build something like the Nostromo and had whatever drive technology allows it to travel a gazillion miles, it wouldn't be so different from who we are today uh, in terms of people crewing it. Yeah. As opposed to people, all these idealized people in Star Trek who are, I don't know what money is. You know, this is very different where you have Parker saying, I want my money. I want to get paid. It's it's a very different, very cynical world, even without the whole idea of the corporation being involved. These are people who are doing a dirty job and they expect to be well paid for it. And so when you have these guys who are kind of being dumped on the labor force, who are in fact, as far as I can tell, doing the lion's share of the work on the ship. It's kind of a natural that Parker wants full shares. That he wants to talk about the bonus situation. Yeah. All right. Well, All I right. think uh, I think that may bring us to a close on this one. Yeah. So that's the end of minute number nineteen. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with minute number twenty. And uh, in the meantime, you can go to iTunes and subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a review there, or just check us out over at AlienMinute.com, or you can follow us at AlienMinutePod at on Twitter. Thanks, and we'll see you tomorrow. Star Trek.